From the movie house to your widescreen at home, Radio 111's Going to the Cinema and the streaming services on Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. So grab your popcorn and beverage of choice and step into our screening room for our weekly forum on film. Now, here's Brian. With the success of Scream last year, I was a little nervous about Scream 6, but I'm so glad to say that Scream 6 is another fresh and exciting addition to the franchise. This is Brian Mendoza. We're going to talk about Scream 6, and there's just so much to cover here, but also not a lot to cover because it's one of those things where I don't want to spoil it. So the plot, for those of you who want to know, is basically Samantha Carpenter and her sister Tara both played by Melissa Barrera and Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega being very popular on Wednesday and just continuously proving why she's such a wonderful actress. And Melissa Barrera is no slouch either. She is great. In fact, this is actually, in my opinion, Melissa Barrera's film more so than it is Jenna Ortega's film. And I think that the more Latina stars that we have, the better. I just love Melissa Barrera. She's such a compelling actress and she's really able to sell so much emotion in these in these movies, especially since her character spoiler alert for Scream is the, the daughter of Billy Loomis so she's not only the daughter of the original killer but she's also this final girl she is the new final girl or aka the new Sydney and so I'll leave it at that their, them and their friends go to New York and they're terrorized by Ghostface and that's how we're going to leave it there so what works about this movie, I want to get through that first, and then we'll talk about Lenev Campbell in the room. So what really works about this movie, in my opinion, is just the writing. I think that they really know how to give these characters a continuing arc from the last film. So last film, we have um, Tara and Samantha sort of rebuild their relationship throughout the film. And in this film, it talks about boundaries and being able to, you know, connect as a family. And I really love that. And I think that this is a time where the four characters which are Samantha and Tara, Chad and his sister, they definitely are giving these performances together like Mindy, Chad, Tara and Samantha. They are the core four of this series and I am I love that. I really do because they are likable characters. I really love Mindy by the way. She is this character who is very aware of movies and she's just really I don't know I, she defeats the stereotype that all like movie buffs are like these white guys that work at the video store or whatever that old stereotype or white guys that go to film school only to really just talk about the dark night I love that about her is that she is this like nice young spunky woman who just young girl who just knows her movies and I love that and Chad is a wonderful character too I think that he is is likable and he's also just very I'll say it this way he's a jock with a real heart of gold and I, and I love the fact they don't portray him as dumb but just like a real likable person I love this like thing where we're defeating old stereotypes about like what a jock is and what a movie fan is and it, ma it makes such fresh characters you know and it, it also helps that a lot of the, that our four leads are folks of color so like we get to see new faces you know we don't just get to see like a white guy like 
talking about movies, which again, I like Randy from the original series and I miss Randy. So it's nice to see that we have Mindy around and she's just really compelling and great representation all around. But outside of that, they all give some really strong performances here. I think that this is one of those movies where the actors live uh, uh, the script lives and breathes on its actors and it and they're both very strongly connected like the fact is this is a movie where the script is really funny and has a lot of good like references and a lot of good meta humor but also just really good at suspense so like you have to be serious in these suspenseful scenes like the characters are laughing along sometimes but they're also like in danger so they so the actors have to sell the danger part but they also have to sell the humor and everybody does that so well and i think this is really a case where like melissa barrara is just able to do so much with her role because she is a character who is conflicted about her past with her father and i think also just having skeet Ulrich show up he is he i i'm gonna say it this way he does a really good job it's like this like ghost figure slash like you know hallucination because i don't know if he's supposed to be a ghost but i think he's just a hallucination and i think it's wonderful the way they're incorporating him that that it doesn't seem fake that it doesn't seem like i don't know how to put it like an ex machina they're not using him as like a, a guide they're using him as genuine genuine character development for samantha carpenter that she's having to reconcile her past but also just reconcile her secret i also really love the parts about social media of how like Samantha Carpenter is a victim, but people more than anything will believe the worst of people. And they, let's just say, I don't want to spoil what the movie has to say, but they make it clear that sometimes someone spreading a rumor on social media can genuinely ruin someone's life or change someone's reputation. So Samantha goes from being this very, very like, you know, righteous victim, like someone who had to kill like the the killer from the last movie. Like she had to make that point to being literally someone that you can make a bunch of conspiracy theories about. And it's such good commentary that I'm going to say it. I think people should definitely like pay attention to what this movie's trying to say when it comes to conspiracy theories, because y'all sometimes try to get away with that and y'all need to stop. Y'all need to realize conspiracy theories are fun sometimes, but not when it really involves real people or messes with the facts. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. But otherwise, this movie, I think, for the most part, is just really fresh and exciting because there's always something new happening like the kills are there or we're trying something new like in the last screen movie the opening kill wasn't an actual kill nobody died in the opening of the last film so to see scream 6 opening i don't want to say what it is but it it was fresh and interesting and i was sitting there like damn like that that tells you something, right? Like, that tells you something that these filmmakers just want to do something really different. And this is a sequel to the requel or the legacy sequel. Typically, these types of sequels always have a bit of a hard time connecting with audiences, especially movies like Halloween Kills, where Halloween Kills is a... I think it was an okay sequel. Like, I thought it was fine. I thought it was exciting. And go... If you had seen that movie opening night, it that movie... Your movies... That opinion of the movie... I think would have been better if people saw it opening night the way I did. It was spooky and scary. And Scream 6, 
I'll say it this way. Scream 6 is a very good sequel to a requel because it continues the legacy, but it also does its own thing. It's not concerned with, like, nostalgia. In fact, Courtney Cox's Gail Weathers doesn't show up in the movie that much, but she has such a really good presence, and they use her well enough that it makes sense. Like, they use their legacy characters in a way that makes sense, and in fact, I actually think it it does make more sense sometimes for the killer to go after these new characters because they're younger and so like they're sort of like you know a younger fresh batch of like victims it's part of the game i suppose and gail weathers is no uh, gail weathers has always been a great character and i love that for her and so i do appreciate courtney cox's performance they don't do much with her but i think they do what they need to do same with hayden panettiere with um kirby i love kirby in scream 4 so for me to see her again it's like Yep, that's my girl. She's amazing. She is my darling. I loved her. She she doesn't get that many fun lines in the movie as much as I would love for her to get. I do think that she is a very likable character, and I love what they did with her. And so I'm glad to see her back. Same with Gail Weathers. So the legacy characters are done a lot of justice. With that being said, this is the first Scream movie without Sydney. Prescott played by Nev Campbell and Nev Campbell left the project because unfortunately she was not happy with the offer that they gave her at Paramount and she felt that the offer would have been better if she was a man that if she was like a man like at the head of a franchise instead of a woman and that she wouldn't have felt comfortable making the movie knowing that she was only seen as having a certain amount of like let's say value and it's unfortunately that Paramount and her never really got to reconcile, never got to negotiate. I, re- I would have loved for her to negotiate. But I think, I I don't know how to put it this way. It's not that I would not want Nev Campbell in the series. I love her and I would love for her to come back in some form or another. But I definitely think that the film does a good job of protecting her legacy, protecting the character without having to reduce the impact her character has had on the franchise. And I also appreciate the fact that the series wants to move on with this new cast. And they've developed this new cast so well that the original cast does not have to like leverage it. They don't have to lean on the old cast in order for the new cast to really succeed. Because Samantha Carpenter and her sister Tara are such wonderful characters on their own. They're so engaging that you don't need like Sydney to show up every movie to like make the movie good. It's a good movie on its own. And it's one of those things where like it's like with Creed, which I haven't reviewed yet. Creed 3 does not have Sylvester Stallone in it. So therefore it is an awkward situation where presumably both movies are going to do really well at the box office and both movies have gotten really good reviews. So it shows that you can't place your bets that a franchise will fail or may not do so well without you in it. Sometimes they just might just move on. So I'm hoping if Campbell comes back in some form or another, I do like the way they have, they wrote off Sydney a little bit. I do think that's a good way to do it. But I think that if once the series ever, if they ever make another movie or one more final film, like a Halloween ends, but less controversial because Halloween ends is not that bad of a movie, but everybody hates on it. I don't hate it. In fact, I think it's 
pretty mediocre, but we'll talk about that another day. If we ever get to like a final film for Nev Campbell, then, then, then hopefully she can come back and be happy and they can actually give her a good offer. And then that would be a good way to put the movies on her. I think that this is also a case of the Scream franchise really evolving and changing, but it's also, I'm going to say it this way, it's also a very fickle franchise. I saw an article talking about this franchise being one of the ones that may be on its way out. I do think this franchise should not overextend itself. I do not see this franchise having more than just maybe one more sequel or two more sequels, but I would not want this franchise to get, and I'll put it this way, five more sequels or three more sequels i think that a trilogy with these characters is just as fine it's fine i would not want more than what is good so i'm hoping that the filmmakers if they make a scream 7 are able to be as good with scream 5 and 6 but i am concerned that looking at some of these films flaws because there are flaws but they're towards the end we're getting to a point where scream 7 may not be as good as these two movies and in fact may end up like scream 3 which is a film that i don't hate but i don't like either i think scream 3 has a lot of issues in the writing department so i'm hoping i'm just hoping for the future that the filmmakers know what they've done well and they continue to do that they continue to focus on the character development of samantha carpenter and tara carpenter uh tara and i just i'm really hoping I'm really hoping, and, and I'll say it this way, I'm really just hoping that they don't make the obvious twist with Samantha and that they continue to do a good job depicting her mental illness, which again, like I've said to people, it's not perfect, but it's a really good depiction of mental illness and how mental illness is complicated and it's not like, oh, you're somebody's like daughter, or you're like a daughter of a serial killer, so you'll end up being a serial killer too. No, it talks about the genetics of like, mental health and just the fact that it's not as easy as one likes to paint it in the movies it's not as easy as i'm going to go and stab people you know i am not, it's not that easy and wes craven would have been really glad with samantha carpenter samantha carpenter is up there with like nancy thompson laurie strode sydney prescott and just so many wonderful characters so many like final girls i think that samantha carpenter is my favorite character of the bunch she is such an engaging character and i'm not saying i relate to her but i sort of relate to like how tormented she can be sometimes about things of course i've never done the thing she's done of course nor do i have a father as a serial killer but i think that a lot of people are going to connect with samantha especially considering that she's a latina girl and very 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 rarely do we have a latina woman as a final girl in a movie outside of a latin american film so it's great to see like a chicana featured on screen it's also i think i think it's just great to see like a woman who's struggling with mental health and that she actually has her own struggles outside of the killer like she it doesn't just it's not just a serial killer attacking her but it's also her own like mental health so i think that that makes it engaging too is that they really knew how to adapt the, the final girl to be relatable to today's audience but also relatable to audiences back then like i'm sure there are women out there back in the day that would have loved to have seen samantha carpenter struggling with mental illness but also done in a way where she it was wasn't like you know stopping her from you know fighting back and i appreciate that so 
should you watch Scream 6? Well, yeah, obviously you should. It's a really fun movie. It's engaging. Uh, Melissa Barrara and Jenna Ortega give great performances. Courtney Cox and Hayden Panettiere. They are such welcome. I love welcoming them back. Honestly, they are just wonderful legacy characters. They do great. Everybody in the cast does great. And the writing is on point. So you definitely should check out Scream 6 if you can. Check it out in theaters. That's where it should be seen. The climax, you know, may not always be pleasing everybody. I actually like the climax and I actually think some of the reveals were really good. But I can see how it might disappoint some people. But hey, check it out. Scream 6 is a fresh new addition to the franchise and I'm excited to see more. But I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant because I'm worried that maybe we won't get a third great film with this cast, but I'm hoping we do because it's been a great ride with Scream 5 and 6.